This is the Sklo Library Podcast. I was recently listening to an interview by psychologist Alison Gopnik, who posits that while we think about children as incomplete adults, little guys running around who have this extraordinary behavior because, well, they don't know peep about the world, that this is not an accurate way to think about children. Rather, children have a brain geared to learn, and adults have a brain geared to do. And really, children and adults are two very different iterations of the human species. When studies measure the effects of childhood rich in play, the child's production on standardized tests fades over a few years. But then if you go down and look at those kids decades later, you see a whole host of positive outcomes measured by lower incarceration rates, higher incomes, and metrics associated with general well-being. The thinking is that the more time you can keep your brain in that learning mode, rather than a goal-focused mode, the more resilient you will be because your brain is geared better for the variety of chaos that life throws at you. The metaphor she uses is children have a consciousness more like a lantern rather than the focus of a spotlight. So while I was listening to this, I was thinking, what role does SCLO play in this for our community? We have a ton of stuff for focus minds. Need specific things done like tax resources, genealogy research, reference help with your classwork. We got that. But we also have all these books and programming that can expand horizons and limber up our brains. And the effects of this aren't just that our region will have more interesting people you'd be happy to talk to at a party, but there are very real and significant benefits to embracing a broad base of knowledge and experience. And Sklo's committed to all types of learning, whether your outlook is a lantern or a spotlight. We have something for you. In this episode, we talk with Molly Hetrick, the manager of philanthropy for Sklo Library, about what it took for Sklo to turn the page on 2020 and what we have lined up for our near future. Molly, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Ben. Good morning. Looking at the calendar of things we've done and things we got coming up, it's a really incredible cornucopia of just about anything you could be interested in. Yes. When you look at the calendar, SCLO is really offering a lot of wonderful things. And there's so much that I hope there's something for everyone, as you mentioned, from children's age through adults, regardless of if you're learning or you're looking to be inspired or you want recreational reading. There's so many things that are offered. I've been curious about what our collection measures by the mile. And so I think I'm going to throw my pedometer app on and for lunch, I'm just going to walk the stacks here and just see if we line the books up, how far they would go. That's fun. I'd love to know that statistic. (laughs) Some of the exciting things in the works is the week this episode is being published, we are opening our lobby to the public. And if that goes well, we are looking to be open for browsing in early June. And we're all just so happy to be working towards getting back to the SCLO you know. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned reopening, Ben, because it's a very exciting time. I'm pleased that the library is able to start a phased reopening 
we're obviously keeping safety in mind. But as you mentioned right now, at the time where we're recording this, we're looking at ways to open the lobby and increase browsing. And it's really been a great dialogue with the community, people letting us know what they need, what they're ready for, what they feel safe for. And it's nice to know that they trust us as a library to take those safety measures very seriously so that you can come in and pick up your books in the lobby and feel safe while you're doing it. So it's an exciting time. I would say all through the past year, we've done a lot of adjusting, a lot of, um, what's the right word? A lot of changes and looking at services in a new way. Um, so I'm really proud actually of how Slow has done with that and listening to the community messages we're hearing and figuring out the right way to offer those services. So it's been a very exciting time. You recently put together the 2020 year in review for SCLO. Are there any highlights from that that you look back on with a particular sense of pride? Yeah, I think so. Thanks for mentioning that. This year we called that document Turning the Page because that's what we hope we're doing, right? Us turning the page on 2020, moving on to new things, but not feeling like it was necessarily all negative. A lot of growth, a lot of opportunity, a lot of excitement. One of the things that pops out for me is the school to school program and making sure that children in the elementary school levels have access to slow materials partly through having their own slow library card if they did not already have that, but also being able to request their slow items, which are then transported to their school to make it so much more accessible for them to get those items. On a similar theme of expanding service for accessibility, with much of the world moving online as society shut down from the pandemic, we were really worried about community members getting left behind due to a lack of high-speed internet in some of our rural areas. That's why SCLO, Center County Libraries, and the Center Foundation partnered together to buy 12 hotspots that patrons can check out for mobile internet access. The devices are totally free, they circulate for six weeks at a time, and they can deliver you the internet anywhere it can talk to its cellular carrier. And they have been so popular. There was a waiting list immediately, and so we might be adding more devices in the future. Yeah, you asked about the turning the page um, document too. And one of the big highlights in that um, document was um, the retirement of our longtime director, Kathy Alloway, and wishing her well as she went uh, this past April, beginning of this April, um, into retirement, but also welcoming Lisa Reeves Collins, who's our new library director. I'm very excited that she um, has worked at SLO for many years. She knows the community. She has statewide connections and knows SLO inside and out. So that was another item that was very exciting that we were able to share in that document, sort of turning the page and moving into the next phase. So there's a lot of exciting things going on at SLO right now. So how can people help us bring all this awesome stuff to them? Particularly today, we're going to talk about Center Gives, which is such a wonderful campaign that happens throughout our region. In general, we welcome any kind of support at SCLO. We're glad to have our monthly givers who make a small gift every month that's cumulative. We're happy to have donors that make occasional gifts through their IRAs or make their regular yearly gifts. Um, a lot of people do twice a year Center Gives in the, at the fall 
um, campaign. So we're so blessed to have a lot of folks that just support Slow at whatever level feels right to them. But thanks for inviting me on the podcast today, Ben. I do want to talk about Center Gives. Most people that live in State College or Center Region are familiar with it, but I'd like to just give a quick overview, if I can, about what Center Gives is. So Center Gives is a 36-hour campaign that happens through the Center Foundation here in State College. And there are almost 200 nonprofits in the local community that participate. Now, we sometimes say participate or think of it like a competition, but it is a very friendly competition. It's wonderful to have everyone come to one place and give their messages um, about what they do and how they support the community. And it's also a really convenient place for donors to go to select multiple nonprofits that they would like to give their money to in this 36-hour campaign. Then through the generous support of the Center Foundation, as well as the Hamer Foundation, those dollars actually stretch and gain additional prizes and stretch pool money. So um, when you give during Center Gives, your money actually goes farther. So it's a really exciting time and it's very special to a lot of nonprofits. It may be one of their only yearly fundraising options and so much good work comes out of it. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about Center Gives today, um, but first let me say May 11th and 12th this year for 2021 are the dates that we're looking at. So Molly, what's Glow's theme for this year's Center Gives? Our theme this year is Let's Grow Glow. And we chose that for a variety of reasons, but particularly looking at moving forward, going and growing in the right direction. And as we talked about a little bit ago, sort of putting 2020 behind us and it's really exciting to move on and look toward the future. So as we look at what we're focused on this year for Center Gives, we want to continue um, gathering support from the community for the things that SCLO offers that are really important to the folks that use the community library. One of those that's really important to us is keeping things free and accessible to as many people as possible. So a lot of the services that we offer, the databases, the online virtual options have a cost to them, but not for the public. The cost is maintained by SCLOW, but support through activities like Center Gives goes towards those costs and allows us to continue making those things free uh, to our patrons and the public. Molly, I love that theme of gross glow because when I write a check, I really feel like some of the things that I can go to are pretty important to me, like expanding the collection, a story time for children, or maybe we can expand the number of hotspots we are able to circulate this coming year. Mm -hmm. That's great, Ben. And we want donors to feel that way. We want them to feel really good about the things that Sclow is doing and know that their support will um, help in moving that forward and continuing to grow. Another area that we really focus on, which you referenced, is trying to meet the needs of the community. So listening to what it is that people need and then making sure our resources are able to meet those needs. Um, and for you, it might be something different than it is for me, than it is for our parents. 
Um, and so just listening to what that means for everyone and trying to expand the resources to cover those. Again, all of that has a cost to it. So we're really grateful when people give during a program like Center Gives, especially then with that stretch pool so that we're able to bring in um, those funds. If any of the listeners want to get involved, they can follow the link in this episode's description. So just to give you an overview of the 2021 Center Gives, it begins at 9 a.m. on May 11th and goes through 9 p.m. on May 12th. It is online only as it's been for the past 10 years. This is really exciting. This is the 10th year anniversary of the Center Gives uh, event through Center Foundation. But if someone would like to give, they go to the website centergives.org and from there is a list of all the organizations in the center region that are participating and showing their messaging and talking about what they offer to the community in hopes of having uh, that donor support during the event. So we would love for you to search SCLO Library Foundation and have a look at our part of that page as well. We also have a short link that's easy to remember. It's go.sclo.org slash center gives. And that will also take you right where you need to go to support SCLO Library through Center Gives. If anyone's not familiar um, with SCLO Library Foundation, also, I just want to clarify the foundation is the fundraising arm of SCLO Library. Um, it's a unique group that works on advocacy, support, philanthropy, um, and communicating messages through the community about the importance of the library. All of their focus on fundraising brings in that support that then goes directly to School Library to support all the things we've been talking about this morning. So when you go to the Center Gives page and you search School Library Foundation, the gifts that you give will qualify for that stretch pool as well as prize hours. And when the event is over, the money that's raised will go directly to Slow Library to support programs and services and help us grow slow. Molly, in the past year, can you think of any examples that really kind of exemplify what Slow means to people? Sure, Ben, thanks for asking. I just spoke with a donor recently who really explained to me how important the computer appointment services are her family does not have a computer at home. And so they really appreciate the opportunity to come into SCLO and use the public computers for a time that was not possible um, with the restrictions. But now that we've opened it up to computer appointments, she's really uh, grateful and excited to be able to do that and work it into her schedule. So that was a lovely conversation. Um, and just sort of for me to understand what those mean to her family was nice, nice to see that perspective. Yeah, stuff like that happens all the time. When I walk past the adult services reference desk, they are always engaged in hunting down obscure titles for folks. We do deliveries to some retirement homes, and quite a few of those residents don't browse the catalog online for their material. They call the reference desk, and they talk to the nice staff on the other end, who then go look for what they want. It's really a great feeling to be able to connect those patrons with the material they need, because few places have that level of customer service, and all for free. That's a really great point, Ben. A lot of us at SCLO do know the patrons on a first-name basis, and we begin to learn 
people's preferences or what their kids and families like, what services they value, what means a lot to their lives or makes their lives easier. So it's really helpful for us when we're talking about how to grow slow uh, to remember those folks that we know and what we've learned about their uses. What do, what do you love about SCLO? I see you check out every Wednesday. You come with a comically tall uh, column of books that is uh, going to crush anyone walking by. I, so do. I, I don't I know see. why you paused. It's uh, <laughs> you should check say out that. books by the linear feet. You should say that. Include that. No, this is this is live. We this is going in. This is going in. <laughs> Yeah, so I do come up with this giant stack of books, but half of them are for me and half of them are for my mom. Uh, so it's kind of funny because she has given me an idea of what kind of books she likes and she hasn't been traveling a whole lot recently. She's mostly, you know, been staying home. So I get this giant stack of books and I read them first and then she reads them and we compare whether we both like them or not so it's been a fun activity <laughs> but yeah like a uh, book concierge yes I get to pick books for her and then hear her critique if she doesn't like them <laughs> you know the adult services have done a similar thing with Sclo suggests where because people weren't able to browse they started putting together you could write in what's the kind of stuff you like and they'll find stuff uh, similar to that. It's one of those things that's really labor intensive, but people loved it. So uh, they're doing it more and more. I've thought about using that service myself because I'm very set in my ways on some of the books I like to read. I like historic novels, but not necessarily historic romance, but I want to, you know, learn about the history of the characters. So I have these short list of authors that I really love. And then I run out of, what should I read next? <laughs> Do you have any, have you come across any gems you would recommend to our, our listeners? Oh, wow. You know, my absolute favorite author, I think is Kate Morton. Um, and her books have such intricate sort of twisty plots. There's almost always a modern and a past story that she's weaving together but not like the um you know suddenly you trip and fall and you've gone back to the 1800s and there's a gorgeous Scottish man waiting there to <laughs> rescue you it's not like that not that there's anything wrong with those books but um so yeah Kate Morton is probably my very favorite so if anyone likes those type of novels I would say um to really check those out. I've also recently discovered Barbara O'Neill and she writes more of sort of warm and fuzzy um, friends novels. So there'll be a group of friends and you know, you learn about their life. They buy a farm together, they start a business together, whatever. So those are a little more fun summer reads. What are you reading right now, Ben? Uh, currently I'm reading the latest by Mark Lawrence. He's a science fiction author. It's a science fiction story. And his stuff is characterized by this very lush, high concept alternate worlds. And so the one I'm reading now is The Girl in the Mountain, which is part of a series. You, you have to be able to sign on to a very different world. But once you do, that part is interesting. But he also has really great 
turns of phrase and ways to capture kind of all the Im imagination that's present is kind of second fiddle for me to just the kind of uh, great insights about the human condition that go, go throughout. So Mark Lawrence is, is the author. Yeah, that makes me think of also some comments we've had from the patrons that really enjoy the virtual book options because you don't have to lug home a pile of 10 books and read the first chapter and discover you didn't really like them. So when you're logging into the, the eBooks, you know, you can borrow an ebook and start to read it. If you don't like it, you can hit that little return button uh, and then find something else. So you're not actually carrying the big book stack, um, yeah. but you're able to read all these different books online. I know people really enjoy that. So, oh, and if we're given borrowing tips, if you have not looked through Hoopla, you should definitely check it out, especially if you like comics. The comic collection is huge it is too big to browse <laughs> which might be kind of a problem there's like tens of thousands of titles uh so you know you get six downloads a month and there's no waiting so definitely make sure you use it i will stop what i'm doing by the end of the month and just make sure i have read everything i can so i don't lose any checkouts yeah. that's great you know that's another great example of the online resources and some of these databases that we have that have so many great options for patrons. So um, exploring that or calling in and asking for help to learn how to use that. Um, on our side, on the slow side of things, there is a cost for those services. We very carefully evaluate which ones have the best options, the best service, the best ease of use, um, and which ones will most bring what our patrons need. And those are the ones we put our resources towards. Yeah, that's great. Another thing that we've really embraced at my household is Canopy. We haven't had cable in a long time. And the only regret I have is not having Turner Classic Movies. That was really all we used it for. And they're just, I don't know why they don't, I can't stream it online, uh, but for whatever reason. Uh, but Canopy has kind of filled that niche for us. And so you get three downloads a month for that. Um, and so we, we go through that very quickly. Yeah, that's great. So Molly, last year with Center Gives, it was at the very beginning of the pandemic and we didn't know what to expect. And I have to say, I was really humbled by the generosity of our community. Yes, that's a great way to say it, Ben. We were so, so appreciative. People really value the services that the library offers. And through giving to Slow Library Foundation, you're supporting those. And we were just so grateful. Year after year, there's been a lot of community support. And um, we really were humbled, as you said, and appreciated so much that giving um, because of all the wonderful things we can offer through that support. So we really want to make sure we say thank you and how appreciative we are to the community and the supporters that give those gifts during Center Gives. Molly, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Ben. This was really fun. This podcast is produced by Sklo Center Region Library. Thanks to Molly Hetrick for joining us. If you'd like to make a donation to the Sklo Foundation for our Center Gives campaign, you can follow the link in this episode's description. 
also check out our website to see all the awesome stuff we've got coming up for you. I'm Ben Drain, your old friend and erstwhile companion. Take care until we meet again. <laughs>